This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Our guests today are Mauro Guillén, director of the Lauder Institute at the Barton School, and Juan Pedro Moreno, global managing director of banking industry at Accenture. First of all, thank you for being with us today, and congratulations on your new book, New Era in Banking, The Landscape After the Battle. Starting with you, Juan Pedro, what are the most important trends affecting the banking industry? In our view, there are three main drivers of the challenges of the industry for the next few years. The first one is driven by the new regulation after the crisis, trying to seek for stability in the system, ensuring the capital is uh, ensuring the banks continuity in the future, as well as trying to find better reputation of the industry in the, in the marketplace. Second one, and very important as well, is the demographic transformation that the whole world will suffer in the next few years with the shift of the population in terms of wealth into Asia Pacific, the growth of emerging markets as well, uh, in combination with the aging of the population that is a very relevant effort, effort, effect that we describe in, in the book. And finally, the technology. Technology is bringing a new disruption into the banking industry that is having basically two impacts. The first impact is technology is making accessible the technology to new segments of population, making sure that we can serve from the banks and new segments of population that we didn't serve before. But also the disruption of the technology is transferring the power to the consumer in this digital era that is requiring a new behavior and is requiring a new services from, from the banks to really cope with these new demands coming from the digital customers. Those are very interesting trends. Focusing on consumer behavior, what shifts are creating new opportunities for banks? Well, I think there are uh, essentially uh, very important opportunities emerging in different segments of the population located in different parts of the world. We have, first of all, the middle class. Uh, what we are witnessing is essentially hundreds of millions of people in places like China or India, Brazil, Mexico, uh, who were poor just uh, a generation ago, 20 years ago. Today they have purchasing power and they're becoming bank customers, important bank customers in great numbers. Then we also have at the very top, we have an accumulation of wealth. So we have people with a high net worth and that uh, they are also um, demanding new banking services. At the same time, we also see, as uh, Juan Pedro mentioned, the growth of the 65 plus population, uh, those people who are now going into retirement. We also see the rise of the uh, millennial generation. Uh, these are the people who are now between the ages of 15 and 25. Uh, and finally, of course, we have the unbanked. We have uh, the people who are still not bank customers in the poorest markets around the world, the least developed markets, the bottom of the pyramid markets. So those five segments represent enormous opportunities for the banking sector in the next five years or 10 years. Thank you. What do you see, Juan Pedro, new technologies doing to help banks cater to the needs of these consumer segments? I think these new technologies, mobile banking, digital banking, is introducing a number of elements that can be understood as threats or opportunities for banks. On the one hand, these new technologies are 
entitling banks to serve new segments of population, as we said before, and bank people, low-income people, before they couldn't be served at a reasonable cost or an efficient, in an efficient way. Today, technology led banks to serve those segments in an efficient way and will enlarge the customer base that uh, many banks, but also is opening the opportunity for new entrants that are having a very good reputation on the digital space to enter into the financial services at low cost, with low barriers, and at a very good uh, competitive, with a very good competitive approach, taking advantage of the reputation they have been able to develop in this new life of the consumers in the digital environment. Let's get deeper on digital banking. What does digital really mean to banks? Well, as Juan Pedro just mentioned, uh, we have on the one hand uh, major threats that the digital revolution is going to uh, bring about for the banks. Uh, we're going to see uh, new entrants into the industry. We're going to see non-bank companies or institutions providing financial services. And uh, we're going to see um, the uh, importance or the role of the physical infrastructure of branches change uh, over the next uh, five or ten years. Now, on the opportunity side, I think banks are located in a strategic position in the competitive landscape, and they could use the new technologies, digital technologies, to turn themselves into information hubs. Juan Pedro, are new regulations going to change the competitive landscape for banks? It may. I think it, it, uh, it is really a matter of the reaction of the banks. I think uh, new regulation focusing on raising the capital requirements of the capital adequacy of banks is, on the one hand, creating a turmoil in, in, in the industry that is uh, bringing concentration, consolidation of banks, a new environment of return on equity that will require big investments to really be competitive in the marketplace with other industries. But on the other hand, uh, 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 regulation is also a barrier for banks to really uh, avoid other entrants to go into the core of the, of the banking businesses. That is a window of opportunity for banks to really take advantage of that and compete with these new entrants in lower regulated environments on the digital on the digital space. On the other end, in addition to the capital requirements, I think it's very important to understand that as well, new regulations is focused on bringing back reputation and stability to the sector, which is something that has been very affected uh, during, during the crisis and is something that banks need to recover. Customer protection regulation is a very important, a, a very important element, not only representing a lot of requirements for banks, but also the opportunity to improve and enhance reputations uh, of banks in the, bank, in the market. Another important topic is trust. How can banks rebuild trust with today's consumers? Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, one of the biggest uh, issues that uh, came up uh, during the crisis has been the gap that exists between the uh, uh, opinions and the uh, views of uh, normal citizens and bank customers about the banks. Banks have lost a lot of credibility, and so they need to rebuild this trust. Uh, what I think is really important is for banks not to approach this issue from a public relations perspective. What they need to do is to embed uh, this confidence into uh, their culture, their processes, and their technology. They need to be much more transparent. And of course, they need to build on whatever loyalty remains on the part of customers. Uh, without that, uh, banks are going to find it very difficult to compete over the next five years or 10 years. What is the best way for banks to cope with non-bank competitors? 
I believe, as I said before, that uh, regulation is still uh, a barrier that may be an advantage for banks for a, a small window of opportunities they can take advantage of. So I would suggest banks, rather than to protect themselves on the core banking, to really be proactive and compete openly through collaboration and also through competition in these new markets that are being created out there through the digital revolution, especially in the payments, as I, as I mentioned before. So I view here is that banks has a great opportunity to really create new products and services, digitally native, that will help them to recreate reputation in the market, but also to cope with some new markets and businesses that are, are being created. Okay, and this is the last question. Which geographies will witness the highest growth in banking services? Well, I actually believe that there's going to be growth pretty much all over the world. Of course, we're going to witness in the next five to 10 years a lot of growth in banking services in the uh, emerging economies. Uh, and we're also going to be uh, seeing a lot of growth in the bottom of the pyramid markets in the least developed countries. But I don't think uh, we uh, can forget about uh, the developed markets like Europe or the United States or Japan. Because as I mentioned earlier, uh, we are witnessing right now the rise of uh, market uh, segments that are going to become, I think, very important for banks. Uh, that's, that includes, of course, uh, people above the age of 65. That includes young people, the millennial uh, generation. And that includes also wealthy individuals. Uh, so I think uh, growth in financial services is going to be taking place across the entire global economy over the next uh, five to 10 years. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.